Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love. Love is here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned. How to help people the Lord's way and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. And we're getting ready to do another spiritual teaching. On the kingdom of darkness. This is a powerful teaching. It, the kingdom of darkness is here on planet earth. It is real. Pastor Deborah knew nothing about it when she got started helping people the Lord's way. Long time ago. I had to study it. I had to learn about it. I had to think about it. I had to read many books, watch many movies, read many scriptures, and then pray, because it made no sense to me. Remember, Pastor Deborah was coming out of the world called mental health counseling. She had been, I had been, a nationally clinically certified clinical mental health counselor with a state of Florida mental health license. I was educated and trained. And how to help people, oh yeah, that was no problem. But I was trained in a biological, psychological way. All my books and everything dealt with the soul, its feelings, its emotions, and our behaviors. I also dealt with a lot of biological chemicals. Uh, that happened in our brain. And so I had to learn completely a new subject matter if I was going to help people the Lord's way. And this was just one of the many topics that I had to study. And I had to learn it and write it and read about it. And eventually, I didn't know at the beginning, I would enter into the kingdom of darkness. I would go behind its lines to rescue people. I would be talking to spies coming out of the kingdom of darkness. I would meet the king himself and many of his demonic spirits. But at the time when I began, I knew nothing. I didn't even think this thing was real. And surely there wasn't a real Satan. Nobody really talked about him and all the different churches I went to. He was sort of that guy, you know, in the red suit with a red pitchfork. He was sort of funny. We People dressed up as him on Halloween. He wasn't real. The spirit world and realm and the kingdoms were not real to me when I began. But slowly over time and study, writing scriptures out, reading them over and over, thinking about them, asking God, my teacher, 
to give me spiritual experiences that would back up his word. I needed not only the word, but I needed to have practical experiences. I had to learn to be able to see it, test it, know that it was there. It was coming through a person, coming through a human being talking to me. Oh, yeah. I had to learn how to be in it when I was on the telephone, driving in the car, talking to people in church, seeing it in individuals, seeing it in government systems. I had to learn all about it, its rules, its laws, its punishments. I had to learn what its goals were in philosophies. So God had me write this wonderful, big, thick book. So I would have it. And we're going through that now. And as you can see on the board, it's called the Kingdom of Darkness. And it has many gates and doors we're going to go into. It has many different topics we're going to study. But before we begin, I want to welcome everybody, all the millions and millions and millions of people who have come today. Oh, some of you are sleeping. Some of you are in the mosque praying. Some of you are at different idols and you are talking to it. Some of you are just doing your daily work and your spirit has left your body. Did you know you can function in the earthly world and your spirit be somewhere else and you not even know it? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I found out a lot about this world. I have some powerful stories about people locked up in prison, leaving prison spiritually, talking through people, talking through animals. Can you believe that? Sometimes people wonder how come when you hear like they're a dog whisperer, or they talk to goats or horses, or they make this deep connection. Uh-huh, there's something going on there beyond just the emotional psychological part so let's pray dear father we thank you for all who you have brought and drawn here to this teaching of the kingdom of darkness we thank you that your love for them is so strong and it is everlasting that you will draw those who have been seeking answers seeking to why the world is the way it is why do people treat each other this way and not that way? Why is there so much death and killing and abuse? Why are there so many horrible attacks and terrorists? Their hearts are seeking the answers, Father, that only you can give them. And I know how you work, Father. You teach us. You reveal to us the hidden things that we may not know about or don't believe in. So, Father, come now. Help us to open our spiritual ears to hear. So there will not be any dullness of hearing. Open our spiritual eyes of our understanding so we can understand and perceive. Bring us out of the flesh for a while, Lord, if we're in it, that our spirits may see and hear your light your revelations of truth to the Spirit without any interference from Satan and the kingdom of darkness. And we thank you, Father, for this is your work. 
This is your information that you desire for us to know. As you know, you taught me this, and you helped me to help people to find you. Father, people need to know why there are obstacles to people believing in you, accepting you, wanting to come to you, even if they try. Father, we thank you for this topic, the kingdom of darkness. And thank you for helping us to study today. And we learn about who is this king of the kingdom of darkness. We thank you for all you do for us. In the loving name of Christ Jesus, amen. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here and teaching us and helping us. And thank you, Christ Jesus, this word that became flesh to help us, amen. All right, everybody's ready? Yes, okay. Oh, my goodness. As far as I can see out my door, across Perdido Bay, over into the state of Alabama, I know if I look with my natural eyes, I see trees and a bay and water. and But my eyes and my spirit just see millions and millions and millions of people. And their spirits, it's like we're at a major, major conference, I guess. Summit. I think, are we on top of a big hill? I don't know in the spirit. But I have to be up so you can hear me. That was the um, how the acoustics worked. You saw in ancient Athens, the speaker would be down. And then they would have all the seats going up. Because sound traveled that way. So maybe that's what it is. I'm down and I'm looking up at all of you guys. Oh my goodness. All right. In the last uh, teaching, I talked to you about the many different gates, the doorways that we're going to be entering into. Each door, each gate is a gate of information. It's like going into a class. If you had a certain class, you were studying science, and you're walking down a hallway, and there on the door says science, and you go into it. And then when you finish with that class, you're looking for English, and you walk down the hall a little bit more, and you go into the English. That's what we're going to sort of be doing so you can understand and have a mindset of being in school. And that each gate or classroom you come in and you're a student, there's a teacher, always be Pastor Deborah. But I do hope that other pastors and teachers, and maybe even preachers, I'm not sure, preachers don't do a lot of teaching. They do more proclaiming and announcing things to you. And you really don't get a chance to ask a preacher a lot of questions. You just kind of nod your head uh -huh, and will go away and... And nothing really sinks in. Sometimes it does. But a teacher is more, it's much more different. They're slower. They have uh, immense topics they have to break down for you. So you can learn the framework, everything about it. And so they're more methodical. They're slower. They use visuals. They let you ask questions. They give you homework to do to go study. Now, I can do the preaching part, and I can say, 
Jesus loves you. That's preaching. That's proclaiming. And I can tell you, I can read a scripture and just leave it there. Now, is that proclaiming? Yes. But a teacher sits with you, is patient with you, tells you all kinds of stories to help you grasp a deeply hidden truth that's been a mystery to you. It's been hidden away in your flesh. And you have not, you may have heard it with your earthly ears. And you may have heard it in your earthly brain, but your spirit did not get it. So I am a teacher that goes slow. And yes, you can ask questions during the time. Now, as you know, we're in the spirit. So usually the people that are here can hear your questions. No, we don't need a microphone to be brought to you because your voice will be, uh, in this realm, your voice will be made louder so everybody can hear your question. And yes, I do stop, as you know, and answer your question. It's just that in the natural, when people, they will not be hearing your questions, but I'll repeat them so they can know what you precious spiritual ones ask me. So in this topic, the kingdom of darkness, we're going to enter in through a lot of gates, a lot of doors. And I'll just go over them again. Number one, who is the king of darkness? We need to study that. What, where and what is the kingdom of darkness? What is the fruit of this dragon of the kingdom of darkness? What is the poison from this fruit that seems to affect us? What is spiritual Babylon? What is a dragon's heart and nature? What's the dragon's legal rights? What's the dragon's plans down here on planet Earth with humanity? What are the dragon's demonic spirits? Who are they? What do they do? Do they interfere with us? Do they affect us? We need to know. What is something called dragon love versus agape love? What is the gift the dragon's looking for? Mm -hmm. What are generational dragon families? Then we're going to hear from Satan himself. He's going to tell us about his generational dragon families and about his generational dragon children and he's going to teach us believe it or not he's still being used by his former boss he's going to teach us about his generational training he has for dragon children and I have a lot of wonderful earthly examples to show you that we're going to learn about what a generational dragon slave is we're going to hear some silent cries of generational dragon children from out of the darkness. And then we're going to learn how freedom is proclaimed to these people. So we got a lot to work through. 
And while I'm doing that, I'm working on other projects. So let's get ready, okay? Let's start. All right, let's begin. We're going to enter into the gate called Who is the King of the Kingdom of Darkness. Welcome into this classroom you have entered into. Come in through this door. Can you see? Can everybody see me? All right. I'm down here, I guess. You guys are all up there. It doesn't really matter in the spirit realm. Everything is magnified in our spiritual teacher. The Holy Spirit will make sure that you can see me and hear me. He has ways of doing that that I don't know anything about. But that's his job. There is a kingdom of darkness. And yes, it is on planet Earth. And yes, many of you are living in it, a part of it. And it is a part of your life. Mm -hmm. It's living inside of your spirit, soul, and body. You're living in it in the earthly realm. We all are. It is here. It is ruled by a ruthless ruler. The kingdom is ruled by a very subtle, crafty, sneaky, deceptive, murderous, Lying, deceiving, and very selfish and re revengeful spiritual being. And maybe you have heard his name, Satan, the devil. Have you heard that? Okay. Yes, him. He's Yes, he is real. He is a real spiritual being. Now, the word Satan wasn't his real name. His real name that he got started with was Lucifer. And that meant son of the morning. And that means the son of the first age. That means he was created when the first age of the spiritual realm began. He wasn't the son of God. Because he wasn't made in God's image. And after his likeness, there was not that relationship with this God. He was a servant. He was a powerful one, that's for sure. Yes, I know Satan personally. You do? Well, I know Satan. Uh, somebody said, yes, okay, go ahead. What do you have to say? You say you know Satan personally and he's not like that? Well... Just knowing Satan personally, that is important. But you have to learn who he really is, yes? I'm going to help you. But I understand that what you believe in and that you believe he's not like that. And that's okay. That's a good place to believe. The good That is a good place to be in. At least you believe in him. You know he's real. Yes, that's good. Now we have to just pull back the curtain and see who he really is. And then you can decide some things for yourself. He's promised you the world. Oh my goodness. And what else? Wealth and love. Oh, he provides for you. Well, okay. If he's your king, then that's what he's supposed to do. He lets you do anything you want. Wow, he sure must be a pretty nice guy, I guess. 
And you can get whatever you want to make you really feel good. Like, what do you mean? You mean like girls and sex and drugs and money and cars and houses and legacies and you can become a prime minister or a president? Oh, you can anything you want? Wow. He sure sounds like a king that has a lot of riches to give to his. What do we call you? Are you his child? Are you his servant? Do you have to do anything for him to get all that? And you did what? You signed a blood contract with him. Well, how did you do that? Did you sort of get a bill of sale? Like saying, blood contract. Sold. One spirit. One soul. One body. For all my earthly and spiritual desires. And did you sign it, your name? Did Satan sign it or put his claw mark? He did. Did you have to do that in a ceremony? Oh, a legal contract. Do you think it's an everlasting contract? Which is another word is covenant, agreement. Well, what would you say if, if Pastor Deborah could break that legal contract? With another legal contract. Another blood sacrifice. You wouldn't believe it? Well, that's good. Because we're going to talk about that as we go through this. And yes, you may have signed. And I believe you did. And I believe many, many, many others and their entire families have also done this. But many have been forced to sign in blood. Others did it, you know. They were deceived and lied to. And they didn't know what they were signing. Yeah, just about everybody signed. Did Pastor Deborah? No, Pastor Deborah never did. Because she got saved. And she signed another contract with somebody else's blood. Not mine. But a human. Called Christ Jesus on a cross. He signed my covenant in blood. With the Father, another king. Yeah, we're talking kings, kingdoms, blood contracts, signatures, legal documents here. Yes, we are. Because this king, this Satan, he is a very legal being. He knows about blood contracts. It just he doesn't have any blood of his own. No spiritual being has earthly blood in it the physical body provides the earthly blood there is a certain kind of spiritual blood that all spirits have and it is either a blood of life or death mm -hmm. satan put his claw mark there or put an x did he even sign his name or was it just your signature those are, you might want to go back and look at your contract. And you should have it. And you should keep a copy of it. So you know what you did. But what did you have to give him in return for all of those goodies? Hmm? Anybody? Anybody else been like this young one? Signed a blood contract? Or maybe your parents or your grandparents did? 
or your ancestors thousands of generations ago? Yes, contracts, blood covenants, last for eternity. They run the family lines, yes. Mm -hmm. And in the kingdom of darkness, they are there legal until they are made null and void by a more powerful but legal blood contract. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of how you have to start studying. We're dealing with legalities and law, kings and blood contracts. And here in the kingdom of darkness, yes, everybody took a blood contract. Everybody sacrificed to get things. How do some other people get it? Well, let's use it this way. Sometimes you make a blood brother, you prick your little finger and you put it together. Blood contract. Blood mixing with blood. Other people use other people's blood. Like maybe a baby in the womb. And maybe a politician wants to have be reelected, live it a different life, have everything they want, be seen and taste that power, and live it as we would call them the elite leadership does. And what do they have to do? Just slowly by law, over the years, 20, 30, 40, 50 years as an elected person, slowly change the culture, the laws, the systems, of the nation to the direction that Satan would want it to go. Spend the money that way. Help buy people's votes by giving them free things. What kind of blood contract would they make? Every time they voted or they declared on their platform that they were for abortion on demand at any stage, any age, even right after birth if the parents don't want it. And they legalize that into law, that's a legal blood contract that that politician has signed, sealed, and delivered. He said, I'll make a deal with you. If you give me what I want, I'll get this nation where you want it to go. And what is the blood I will spill? Innocent babies in the womb. Law. So it's done all sorts of crafty, sneaky ways. They don't shed their own blood. They shed other people's that are innocent blood. So blood contracts. If you don't understand contracts and the law and how contracts work, the legalities of them, you don't understand a lot about kingdoms. A kingdom is a governmental system. It's based on law, contracts, legalities. So yeah, I understand that you did that. Were you wrong to do that? Probably at the time you had no knowledge of what you were doing. You had desires of what you wanted to have and live. And you looked around and you saw that you were maybe one of the have-nots. And in order to get what you wanted, you'd sign in blood. And oh well, you just kind of deceive yourself. And it's not much that I have to do. It's all right, we'll help you. Well, let's see what somebody else might say about this Satan that you have personal knowledge about. And you signed a legal, binding, blood covenant with. See, if you are a politician who makes laws, a prime minister, takes a lot to get there. Takes a lot to stay there. 
And you could have the kingdom of darkness and its king and its systems helping you or not. So let's just say a little bit more about this king who we're talking about. We're told in a very special book, the Holy Bible, that has eternal words from another king, so all would know the truth. We're told by this king that this spiritual being, this fallen cherubim, who was named Lucifer, is called Satan, which means the adversary. He's against this God of the kingdom of heaven. So we have two kings, two kingdoms, darkness, which means ignorance, and light, which means knowledge and truth. But he didn't start out the way he is now that we all know him. Oh no, he didn't start out that way at all. Oh no, he was called Lucifer. It's a pretty name, isn't it? Which means light bearer. This cherubim, this Lucifer, this light bearer, he started off so beautiful, so gorgeous and radiant. And let's hear a little bit about how that all started, what he looked like, and how perfect and beautiful he was. Just listen to how he was in his beginning. You sealed up the sum. You had full knowledge. I sealed you with wisdom. You were full of wisdom and perfect, matured in your beauty. You didn't have to grow or mature like a little kid. You had been in Eden, my very presence, my very garden, the place where I shined my light. I spoke. You talked with me. You walked with me. You were allowed to come into my presence, the very spot, the very open door where I was, your creator. Every precious stone was your covering like your body. If you see, I'm wearing lots of stones. Take all of these stones and try to imagine them being in a, a shape of a some kind of being, whatever you want. Maybe with lots of wings and light coming through these. And how beautiful his light would be. You were covered with the sardinas, the topaz. I didn't even think about that while I wore this today, but it... Sort of ties in, doesn't it? And the jasper, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, and the diamond. The sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle. I'm not sure what that looks like, but it probably was beautiful. And gold. It'd be like you got gold up here, you see? You got all kind of colors, they're all mixed. Put this all together, we'll just say, in a human body, it would be beautiful. The workmanship of your tabarets, of your musical instruments, and your pipes, that which sings out music, that sort of, I'll speak to you, you flow my words out, so I need you to be sort of a wind instrument, a pipe. You can look at that in music when somebody blows into a flute. 
a saxophone. They take their breath, blow it into an instrument, and music comes out. Because the way that the instrument was created, that wind and going through its different pipes, so to speak, makes a sound. So this Lucifer was a shining light, sound coming out, music coming out. Beautiful, beautiful creature. And your pipes, they were prepared for you in the day you were created. He was a singing cherubim. He was a brilliant, filled with his whole body. was just gorgeous. That's probably why humans love to wear them. And then we love to see the glittery light shining off of them. That's why so many people just love Christmas or the holidays. Because they see the light reflecting, reflecting through them and off of them. And we love it. You are the anointed cherub that covers. He was anointed, ordained, given legal rights to cover the ark, to cover the throne, to even cover God himself, to keep any rebellion out and sin, anything that would defile the holy presence of this God. He was in a partnership. He was working with this God. God had created him. You're going to be my servant. You're going to be a guard, protector, but I'm going to sing through you. I'm going to shine my light of truth and wisdom through all your jewels. I'm going to light you up. You're going to be a powerful, powerful cherubim in this kingdom. He was to protect and keep the presence of God in that Garden of Eden, that spot was to protect that presence from anything that was not holy and pure. He's still doing that today. I have to tell you about that. And I've set you there. That's where I put you. That's where I expect you to do. I created you to do that. And you were upon my holy mountain. You were in my presence. You were in my high place where I am a ruler and a king. You were in my throne room. You had authority to come in there. You've walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire where I create things, where life is coming out. You have seen that. You've walked there. You have been with me. I have given you great honor and privilege and respect when I created you. Oh, son of the morning, son of the first age, son of the dawn, son of the light seemed like that would have been enough for this guy but it just wasn't you were perfect excellent finished in your ways in all the ways i created you to do to be to function in you were perfect the perfect instrument for me to speak through the perfect instrument for my light to move through you had a body that I could shine through all my glorious, radiant words. My essence could come through you. It was your very life and light. I created you to be a guardian, a protector of my presence. Now that, we're going to learn a lot about that later. Because Satan is still doing that. That's why all of you can't come to him. 
He blinds you. He keeps you from coming to this presence that your spirit wants to get to. But that's his job. And now he's still doing it until we can get you cleaned up. He said, you were beautiful 